So a psychologist, a philosopher, and a neuroscience neuroscientist walk into a bar together, and they end up talking about Batman's brain. Why? Well, we're going to find out. Not actually a bar, but those uh, same scientists are going to be walking into an auditorium at the University of Victoria on Wednesday evening to talk about Batman's brain. One of them is Dr. Paul Zare. He's a neuroscientist at the University of Victoria, and he's on the line this morning. Good morning. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Tell me uh, why, first of all, an evening with Batman's brain. Well, the, the three of us that you were mentioning, uh, Travis Langley, the psychologist, uh, Mark White, the philosopher, and myself as a neuroscientist, have all written books using Batman as kind of a metaphor for looking at various aspects of Batman and Bruce Wayne's brain. And uh, it's a great way to kind of make lots of concepts that are in science, philosophy, psychology, uh, accessible in a very different way. In what sense? Explain how, how, why a comic book character? Yeah, a comic book character provides a great bridge between lots of ideas in particularly my area and neuroscience that are sometimes kind of obscure and maybe hard to understand or hard to relate to something else. And when you put a character like Batman out there who people already understand very well, there's an image that pops in your head as soon as I say Batman, mm-hmm. um, it w- works as a great way to say, okay, let's talk about some issues uh, around this person, this, this fictional character, because since that person's supposed to be a human, it also tells us about ourselves. Uh, the story of Batman, his, uh, he, he sees his parents murdered in front of him, uh, grows up to become uh, a crime fighter, um, very rich in, in real life. Uh, and so he's able to uh, finance, I suppose, his, his crime fighting uh, activities. Uh, does that say uh, anything or what does it tell us about his character? Well, I think one of the things that comes out of the character of the of Bruce Wayne and then Batman is determination and, and the tenacity to pursue everything. I mean, that's a major thing that goes through the whole idea of of Batman. And for sure, you need to have the money to do the extreme things that um, Batman is shown as doing and Bruce Wayne is shown in, in the comics and the movies. But the main thing is you have to have determination. You have to have a real drive to actually do all those things. Lots of people have lots of opportunities. It's whether or not they choose to take them on that's the issue, and, and Batman resonates with that. Um, Batman, uh, this, this I find mind-boggling, but Batman and Superman uh, are going to face off against each other um, in a movie that's coming out uh, later this month. Um, talk about that a bit, and, and I mean, they're both superheroes. They're both uh, allegedly on the same side, so how do they end up challenging each other? Yeah, it's a bit of a different, I think, uh, approach for them to take in the movie right now. It comes from a, a storyline that was written by a, a very famous writer named Frank Miller, where he pitched this older Batman and, and Superman. They wind up fighting against each other because they sort of take different sides of the establishment. One goes more towards the government side, and one's still a bit more of a vigilante. And there becomes this tension. They wind up fighting each other, and they've taken a bit of a riff on that in the movie. Uh, I, I'm not sure. We'll see how it'll turn out. It's an interesting idea to go that route. I think it's going to confuse a few people, to be honest, like you were just saying, if you're thinking about why are these two superheroes uh, fighting each other. I'm not sure how close they're going to go with the comic book angle, but that's how it was spun there. And mm-hmm. uh, it represents these two friends, actually, who wind up fighting each other. Um, becoming Batman, the possibility of uh, a superhero is uh, the author, uh, is the title of, of one of the many things that's been written about uh, Batman. Is Can people relate to him because he actually is a person as opposed to uh, some kind of uh, uh, a superhero? 
Yeah, John, I think that's a really good point. That's one of the things that uh, has made Batman so accessible for so long is that um, the whole mythology right from the very beginning is that you've just got this human being. We're human beings. We could all do something maybe that this guy can do. He goes and trains himself to some ridiculous level. And that was the main focus. That was the whole theme of that book that I wrote, Becoming Batman. Uh, is it possible? Could you really achieve some of those things? Like, what of that is realizable? We all like Superman and these other characters, but they're born on other planets. So right away, we're kind of out of the running to become Superman. Um, but <laughs> what about characters like Batman, where you have this idea that they trained, they worked hard? Could you do that? Yeah. Well, do do people... Uh, uh, Superman has superpowers. That, that's clear enough. Uh, but Batman really doesn't have any sort of innate superpower. His his uh, attraction, I guess, comes from his ability to uh, just the, the toys and the gadgets and the cars and the stuff and the fact that he is in, in excellent shape. But he's not, he doesn't have superpowers per se. Yeah, it's, it's, it, lots of people have said things like he's the, one of the greatest superheroes without superpowers. And um, it's more it comes down to, and I think this is probably why why it's, He's such a popular character is that it represents something if we were just clever enough about something and we just worked hard enough at something we could turn that to our advantage to you know overcome somebody who legitimately has superpowers you know in the case of superman um since we've got something like kryptonite which is supposed to you know affect him so strongly then batman works in how he's going to use those kind of weaknesses of his opponent with his uh strategies and so on and i think we can all hope to believe we could be, you know, clever and, and invent things and and train ourselves maybe to do some of those things. And so, it, in that case, is Batman um, used as a I don't want to say a role model, but as a, as inspiration? I think so. I think a lot of these superhero characters, you know, there's such mainstream pop culture, and I think a lot of them there's little bits and pieces of their mythology that are very inspirational. And certainly, the issue of Batman going through the trauma that he experiences, you know, as Bruce Wayne as a young child. And the, the the actual arduous journey you'd have to take to actually get the training done to achieve anything even close to what he achieves speaks to the idea of you can do more. Uh, whatever you thought your limits were, there's an example because there are pieces of that mythology that are real. Mm -hmm. So it means we can all do more. So there's inspiration I think we can draw from that. Now, do you believe that Batman can beat Superman? Uh, I do, but I have to put an asterisk on that in the sense that it involves a bit of time travel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the way that, uh, if you took Batman, the way he's pitched in this movie coming up, he's got a very fancy bat suit, which is basically an exoskeleton, a powered you know, skeleton like we see in the military and, and so on. These things can amplify your, your strength 10 to 20 times. A la Iron Man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you took that version of, of Batman and you put him back in time to 1938 when Superman first came around. Well, Superman didn't start off being able to fly into the sun and so on. He could just jump over tall buildings and run fast and all this kind of thing. <laughs> Today's Batman, he could beat that Superman. Okay. So we've got to take him back to the beginning. Exactly. And, and you think that he could beat him. Yes. Now listen, when, when uh, I would presume that this is going to be this is going to be sold out because um, it's it's different. It's and obviously it's popular. What do you hope that people take away from this evening uh, on Wednesday? Well, I hope they take away this idea we've been talking about. That there's all sorts of things I'm going to be talking about. You know what happens to your brain when you learn motor skills, and what happens with all these concussive events Batman undergoes. You know, Travis is going to be examining things like does Batman have post-traumatic stress disorder? 
you know, Mark White's going to be talking about the whole philosophy of what does it really mean to be a crime fighter who doesn't kill when you have people killing, trying to kill you. These are all different important issues just to think about what it means to be human around all the things that are going on right now, all these things of PTSD and concussion and just the philosophy of being. And we, we're going to discuss it all just using a lighter version, right? We're talking about a fictional character. Mm-hmm. But all the issues are things that we all read about, see every day. So it's a great way to, I think, reflect on what it means to really be human while imagining what it would be like to be superhuman. Wish you the best of luck. Thank you for taking out the time this morning. Well, thank you very much for your interest, John. Dr. Paul Zare, he's a neuroscientist at the University of Victoria. He's going to join with uh, Dr. Travis Langley, a psychologist, and Dr. Mark White, a philosopher, to talk about Batman's Brain. It's put on by the Center for Biomedical Research at the University of Victoria. Tickets are free, but you have to uh, reserve tickets. You can contact the UVic Ticket Center to do that.